0: Hello and welcome again to Not Just a Raindow podcast. Today, Catherine is as usual with you and we are going deep into the next uncovered topic. I hope you enjoy my project and please, share my podcast with your friends. It will help me to discover new topics about LGBTQ plus society. Okay. Let's start. This week we heard about a transgender army veteran in Florida who had a really upsetting experience. Jody Jaludov was leaving from an appointment at a clinic for women at a VA medical center in West Palm Beach and was asked to leave the women's restroom. She felt really humiliated and hurt. We also heard about the Pentagon recently cancelling a drag show that was planned to celebrate Pride Month at Nellis Air Force Base. The order was given by Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and was supported by Joint Chiefs Chairman Mark Milley. The military said the event wasn't right for them which is kind of ironic considering they have a big role in drag's history. Now they're up in arms about it. During WW2, the army gave out a handbook for soldier shows called Blueprint Specials, with instructions on how to make costumes and find materials. The book even included tips on how to make the GIs look good in their Pony Ballet numbers, basically putting the guys in tutus and having them do ballet dances while wearing their army boots. The military is completely neglecting its own past while tossing out drag, and in a much more severe manner, neglecting its shameful past with LGBTQ service members, particularly those who were hurt because of the disastrous, don't ask, don't tell, policy. Just like Jaludov, these veterans are also being subjected to humiliation. CBS recently did a deep dive into the effects of DADT and how LGBTQ plus veterans are struggling to get their dishonorable discharges reversed and even worse, to get their jail sentences wiped from their records. Jim Axelrod, the network's main investigative reporter and top national correspondent, talked to ex-Air Force officer Steve Morose. Steve was given the boot in the 80s after pleading guilty to sodomy charges doing five years at Fort Leavenworth. Even after DADT was repealed, Steve is still trying to get rid of the convictions on his record. I recently talked to Leon Panetta, a former congressman, President Clinton's White House chief of staff, Obama's CIA chief, and Obama's defense secretary who spearheaded the repeal of DADT. He said, I am a firm believer that everyone should have the chance to give back to their country. DATS repeal made it possible for more women and transgender people to have the opportunity to serve. That's what makes our country great, giving everyone the chance to do their part. Panetta said he was on the outside when, don't ask, don't tell, was adopted and he thought it was a bad call. He said it was inevitable it wouldn't work because it's impossible to ask people to keep who they are a secret. I got to chat with Axelrod and his co-worker, Jessica Kegu, who's a journalist for CBS, about the findings on this injustice. Kegu said that on the 10th anniversary of the repeal, the VA released a statement admitting the discharge upgrade process for gay, bi, and lesbian veterans was tough and traumatic. Kegu was like, we started talking to some people and figured out that the discharge upgrade process was really tough. It was so bad that the VA was even admitting it publicly. We figured that was worth looking into. Axelrod said that he and Kegu had gone to visit Secretary Panetta and they both had a realization of what they were getting into. Panetta was very open about how messed up everything was, mentioning that they had been focusing on the present and the future without addressing the pain and suffering of the past. I talked to Axelrod about all the public figures and government officials he's interviewed, and he said he hadn't seen anyone be that candid about admitting something hadn't worked the way they'd hoped. Since the previous Secretary of Defense isn't there anymore, I asked him how the Defense Department could go back and try to even the score for all the consequences of DADT. He said it would take a lot of will, but unfortunately the Department of Defense doesn't seem to have much of that, people are still suffering from this decades later. Axelrod said that there are a ton of benefits out there that veterans are not able to access, like loans and certain jobs. He gave an example of Steve Morose, who had been in prison, saying he couldn't work as a police dispatcher because of his record. There are also a bunch of healthcare benefits that they don't have access to. I asked him if the problem was too big to tackle, and he said that if people wanted to, it could be easily fixed. It would just take a couple of clicks on a keyboard, he said and all those benefits would be available to them. I asked Axelrod if there was a group out there that was helping former military people or pushing the government to help them. He said it could be down to bureaucratic sluggishness or maybe even ongoing homophobia. We're all just confused and don't know who to turn to for help. Until the Department of Defense responds to us, we're stuck without any answers. Kega mentioned that, as far as they know, There isn't much of a connection between veterans who identify as LGBTQ and those who don't. They feel like they're stuck between two different communities that don't mix. The veteran services offices don't collaborate either. Axelrod said it seems like the White House hasn't realized this yet, but that it should be an easy thing to support, since it's not a political matter. Kega pointed out that some affected veterans have been able to accept this part of their lives and move on. They've said things along the lines of, I'm going to put my life back together, put this behind me, and carry on. However, many people are still having a hard time with the process of getting their discharge changed and trying to get a conviction overturned, and can only think to themselves, what are the chances? Axelrod, who was embedded with troops during the Iraq War, thinks it should be easy to fix this issue. He remembers how the troops there were able to fight in sandstorms so thick that he couldn't even see his hand. He finds it unbelievable that they can't manage to go through records and figure out who got the wrong decision. He'd love someone to explain to the Pentagon or the Biden administration why this is still a problem 12 years after the repeal. I hope you really like my podcast. Don't hesitate to share Not Just a Rainbow with your friends and ask them to subscribe. I love you all, see you. Bye-bye.